Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a joy to be coming to you live from the man cave at my house where special guest Alan Smith is going to thrill us with another eloquent oratory concerning truth that will affect the world. Now, Alan Smith. I don't think you spent near enough time on the introduction when you got to my part there. A lot I mean, I laid a platform said. for you that cannot be I mean, denied. You know, it's just, uh, that's what I do for my friends. It's uh, oh, Well, I need to get my, can I get my wife to tune in, please? Yes, absolutely. She needs to hear that. I she needs to hear all that. Yeah, that would be very I got you. Yeah, that would be good. How you doing this morning, Roland? I'm doing good. I'm sitting here, and I know that now that we have all of our podcasts done for our radio show in Wilkesboro, we're yep, kind of yep. free to uh, spend our, you know, we can kind of yeah. be free with our time a little bit better. But I wanted to say this morning, I woke up with great concern, with great joy, and a great challenge. Which do you want to talk about? Let's do them all three at the same time. All right, then let me just state my thought. I had an experience yesterday I would love to share with the world, and you would have to know the backdrop of this. I'm, I am now cancer-free. Amen. Say amen to that. Yep, I'm cancer-free. I had six tumors cut out back uh, October the 23rd, so I'm a couple of weeks removed. I'm feeling wonderful. And yesterday, I had this urge for a hot dog. No. Ah, that's <sighs> proof. That's yeah. free. But while, while thinking about the hot dog, I got really concerned because let me tell you, Alan, you'll agree with this. The hot dog has had a bad rap for some. Well, in some circles, some circles. And let me tell you, this health and fitness crowd has name called the hot dog and I've about had enough of it. Uh, yeah, well, they have. You mean, you know, I mean, you mean they've shed a hot dog in a bad light? That's what you're. Yes, saying. they have, and I'm had enough of people calling the hot dog unhealthy, unfit. This name calling and this hot dog bias that has plagued <laughs> our society, <laughs> yes, has got yes. me concerned. I'm, yes, it, it just deep, shows you. I'm deeply concerned. Though. And furthermore, let me say the. I, I want to just point out how the hot dog has really. <laughs> been should be the symbol of our democratic ways here in america if you think about it because now watch this the hot dog has one purpose and that is to bring pleasure simplistic pleasure to the eater i think we would all agree with that okay so wait a little caveat don't forget we got a war going on in israel all right go ahead yes but this is important so watch this did you realize the hot dog lets people make their own choices as far as the toppings. You can have a hot dog with chili, slaw, and onions. You can have a hot dog with mustard and ketchup. You can have a hot dog plain. It is up to the eater to make their choice. So you could honestly say the hot dog is pro-choice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You have really done it this time. I I rise in opposition to all hot dog haters out there. (laughs) <laughs> that has labeled it as unhealthy and unhealthy. Well, I agree. Well, it's one, it's one question. What are you going to do? You know, there's a brand of hot dogs out there called the Hebrew hot dog. Now, yes. now what you got to say about that? Okay, here's what I got to say about that. The Hebrew hot dog is coming under attack in and among those Christian Jews. See, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just going to say, I'm going to say, oh, I believe that when the sheep 
will come down from heaven and Peter got the revelation of the sausage and the country ham and everything that God had cleansed. I think the hot dog was sitting on that sheet. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. Israel. Yeah. War. Israel. <laughs> I just death. had to. I had to offer that. <laughs> I don't want people to know I'm taking a stand. I'm rising against hot dog You're bias. Right. You're just yeah okay. I so think you made your point quite, rather well. Rather well. Five minutes worth of point, but I think well, you've made it I mean, you know, some some well. things require time. You got to give time to what's important. And, yeah, well, uh, so that's true. I, I can tell that I really believe the status of the hot dog just went up two or three points right there. I, yes, I, really I believe that. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the way. I could go on and on about that. We could do a whole podcast on the hot dog. Well, I could actually, actually compare what's going on in Israel with the hot dog. Without any doubt. What we're dealing with is prejudice and bias. We do have some, that's my segue into what we're talking about today, because I do believe there's a couple of articles that we found on the stream, one mm-hmm. written by mm-hmm. John Zimmerak and the other one written by Michael Brown. These two articles kind of go hand in hand. And if you put them together, it kind of connects some dots that I believe we're experiencing today. Michael Brown's article was wake up world before Jewish blood is shed in your country. Yeah. John Zimmerak's article is about the police state that is looming over America. Now, that yeah. those are, or at least John Zimmerak's article, might seem kind of conspiratorial and kind of far off, but it's not as far off as people think. And uh, I just wanted to set a little bit of framework, and then I'd like for you to respond. We can start with the articles if you want to. But here's what we've got going on. Hezbollah, the leader of Hezbollah, made a speech last week where he declared, now this is, they're firing against Israel from the north now. Hamas from the south, we know all about what Hamas is doing. Both of these organizations, Hamas and Hezbollah, are funded by Iran and even China, and in some ways Russia. So we have that going on in Israel, and and we're on the verge of World War III there. We have an open border to our south that we know terrorists from these organizations are coming into America. They've been coming into America. They're established in America. We have Chris Reed's prophetic dream of sleeper cells rising Mm -hmm. up in America. Just how far are we away from a terrorist attack on our own soil that would then cause the president to declare a police state and we end up not having an election in 2024 because we're under a police state? As we set the framework that, you know, I think I think those are realistic things that we need to talk about. Well, you know, it's we're well, we're 12 months off from our election and we're a year and two or three months until a new president could be installed. So to think if we do a little historical overview back 24 months ago or three years ago, 36 months on how our borders, we've been invaded from our southern border for three years now, yeah. uh, heavily invaded. At unprecedented and, levels. Unprecedented, unprecedented levels. levels. And here we are over in uh, Ukraine helping them guard their borders, or that's the whole right. idea, is we're fighting yeah. for their borders. Yeah. Uh, now we're helping Israel fight for their borders. And I think we're going to find ourselves with our britches down and our hat in our hand, as they say, 
because we have not paid any attention to our borders. And Jeff, it, it really and truly, I know we can, people in our government, call them what you will, they're still a pretty, they still got a brain, they can still think. And so with our open border practices, and I'm all for giving people that have less than us, I'm all for giving people opportunity, but I'm not for opening a border because these uh, Islamic extremists, as they're called, and, and two different forms of Hamas and Hezbollah, we can see that to think that there has not been any come in our own southern borders, that would be, I mean, I don't think anybody could believe but what it, that hasn't happened. It has happened. And my question is, why are we so, is our pride, is our arrogance or our stupidity, or is it so great that we would not think that our borders are being breached by a some type of an enemy to the USA? You, know, you referred to Chris Reed's dream about having sleeper cells already. We heard some things about that, Jeff, eight and 10 years ago. Right. About yeah. sleeper cells in the United States. We know that that is happening. Even now, we've even had some elected representatives in our government. We got one new crazy lady. Is she from Michigan or somewhere up there? Yeah. Well, uh, and this is not a slam against Chris Reed at all. I don't want this to be taken wrong. But Chris Reed, you know, said he foresaw sleeper cells and he named locations where they were. Two of them were in the districts that Rashida Tlaib and Omar represent yeah. and Rashida Tlaib is that there's a, a growing divide in the Democrat Party over is that this the crazy thing. woman yeah they're the crazy the one, women they? that, that yeah just, I know the both but that one they kind of had to escort her out the other day didn't they well I think she got the raven yeah there's a resolution against her now in Congress to censor her because of her speech against Israel and she's a Congress lady yeah, and she's and, out of control. And, uh, but you see, yeah. she's she's not upholding. She's giving her personal opinion. She's not upholding the oath in which she took. Exactly. <laughs> you see, I that's mean, exactly right. Whether she knows it or not, she's supposed to be representing people that put her in there. And I can't but for the life of me figure out why the voters in those districts continue to vote these women. Well, in, call it what you want to. I just don't believe they didn't vote her in. Just call it what you want to. I don't. I hear you. And I, I agree with that. I, pr I pray you're right. I refuse I, to I, believe that the people in the United States is, is that stupid. I refuse. Well, and, and I will not what? believe it. You know, here's the thing about that, Al. This is going to sound horrible. I think corruption in the election process that would, that would lead to that is a better proposition than a reality that these people are actually voting these idiots in. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I would. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I'm there. I'm just right there with you. Yeah. I'd rather believe that, too. It's not like that's the worst case scenario. It's like it's our best case scenario. That's exactly right. Lord Jesus. That's exactly what right. You said? That's our best but case I, scenario. But yeah. I'm with you. Well, you know, in I'm, Michael Brown's article, he says, wake up, world, before Jewish blood is shed in your country. The article's a little bit late. We had a, a Jewish man in California killed at a pro-Palestinian rally. That's already happening. And I fear that there's going to be more than that. Well, me and you were talking yesterday. They interviewed some Jewish kids from a Jewish school here in America, a Jewish high school in America. And when these kids graduate from high school, they that before they go to university, they go back to Israel for a year and spend a year in Israel. 
And these are Jewish American citizens. They go to Israel for a year. It's just part of what they do when they graduate high school from that high school. Right. So they was interviewing one of the new graduates that was in Israel, and it was asking him, how does he feel being in a war zone? And his answer was, I feel safer here in Israel than I feel about going to an American university as a wow. Jewish student. Wow. Now that's just, now listen, Jeff, I mean, pick out any other minority that you want to, Native Americans, a black population, take any of them that you want to. If they were saying the same things, and I, there's no doubt in my mind that they have experienced the same thing. No doubt. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, it was wrong then. Right. But why can we not say it's happening here? to the Jews, the Jewish students, and you got people, if you had people marching against blacks, like they're marching against the Jews, well, what would happen? We got oh, such yeah. a double, st I mean, I'm for or against being racist against Native Americans or the black population or the Mexican population, the Hispanic populations, Asian po I'm against any of that, but we're yes. still having it with the Jews. For some reason, the Jews are excluded from racism, and we're going to say, but for these people, these we're going to be racist. And for some reason, that is totally a double standard. And even though the previous thought had some merit, it is now totally defied its very purpose yeah. in not standing for these Jewish students. Well, can I and, just give you a thought about that? Yeah. I mean, it's so insane what you're hearing from the pro-Palestinian rallies what you're hearing from some of those crazy lunatic Congress ladies, their thought process is so insane that I have arrived at this conclusion, which I, I started with to begin with, but I, I believe that this is what's happening. It's not necessarily that people hate Jews. It's that they hate the God that the chose Jews. the Jews. Yeah. And right. I believe that's what we're seeing more than anything else. Somehow, there is a satanic thought process that leads people to think that if they can just get rid of the Jews, they can get rid of God. I well, just let's wonder. think that one three. Let's expand that a little, Jeff. Also, if they're against the God of the Jews, that means Christians are next. Oh, that's absolutely correct. I think there's as much hatred against Christians as there are Jews. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's underreported, especially in other countries, how many Christians are being killed every day just because of their faith. And that's highly underreported. I would dare say that if you compared what's happened in Israel as far as the death of Jews, that you would find there's that many Christians that's been killed as well this past uh, yeah, year I'm sure. as there have I'm been sure. in Israel. And, and, and let so, me say this, Jeff, some of those very people, Christians that are being killed, though embrace a replacement theology to where they're against the Jews, so they want to be called, they've replaced the Jewish nation, they're saying the church has. And so therefore, they're finding themselves in these predicaments, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And I just say it like I see it. I think some of this is the results of replacement theology. Oh, I absolutely believe that's the fundamental root of it, if you, if you yeah. get right down. To, and if you trace, we've talked about this, but if you trace replacement theology back to its origin in the first century, with those that come up with the idea. And the only reason the ideology of replacement theology was adopted was because they were scared to preach of a coming kingdom that was literal. That's right. 
because right. they they knew that it would cost them their life at that That's point. Right. So right. they changed what they were preaching to say, well, it's just a matter of the kingdom in your heart. And it's yeah. not. The Bible, pre listen, Jesus is the coming king, and he is going to rule and reign on this earth. Until that happens, it looks like that Michael Brown's article is going to be correct. We need to wake up. A Jewish blood and Christian blood is going to be shed in America. That's and I right. believe the culprit is because we have such an open border and have had, and we have welcomed in our very enemy that is very bold in saying that America is the number one Satan on the earth and they're trying to destroy us. That's right. So one thing that Chris Reed, one thing that Chris Reed said, Jeff, was that so goes Israel, so goes America. That's right. That's what he said. And so let me read just the first few paragraphs of this article of Michael Brown, if I might. He says, I am urging you, I am pleading with you, I am imploring you, wake up. The irrational hatred of the Jewish people and the demonizing of Israel is reaching proportions so dangerous that if people of conscience do not stand up, speak out, and push back, Jewish blood will start flowing in America, England, and many other countries around the world. Please wake up. Yeah. When Muslims in Sydney, now listen, when Muslims in Sydney, Australia are chanting from the streets, gas the Jews. You oh, know wow. that violence is near. When Jewish students at a university here in America have to hide in a library in fear for their lives, you know that violence yes. is near. Wow. When Jewish wow. children in Germany are afraid to go to school and parents warn the children not to wear the Star of David in public, you know wow. that violence is near. When mm. I post an image of the Israeli flag on Facebook and draw, I draw comments like children killer, hospital bombers, you know that violence is near. When a BBC mm. headline reads, British Jews are, are full of fear like I've never seen before, you know that violence is near. Near, uh, yeah. Look so at anyway. When okay, Representative Rashida Tlaib uh -huh. can post a 2024 election warning to President Biden featuring crowds chanting from the river to the sea, meaning no more state of Israel, you know that violence yeah, is near. That's right. That's that right is what should wow. cause us to wake up. She is a congresswoman, and she is a Democrat posting a warning to President Biden. Wow. And Alan, the chant from the river to the sea, wow. we know that means from the River Jordan to wow. the sea. That covers the entire state of Israel. Wow. That means wow. no more state of Israel. Now, half of young Americans believe Hamas atrocities are justified, is the headline of his next section in that article. Listen. People that's listening to us, please go to kingdompropheticsociety.org and go to the news feeds and look at the stream and get this article. Read it. It's a great article yeah, by Dr. Yeah. Brown. And I got to say, he's I'll probably dead just on. repost. I'll repost it to Kingdom, Jeff. I'll yeah, I wish you would do that because he is dead on with what's happening in America. And I'm, I'm appalled. I Can I say this one did take me by surprise? That there are that many Americans out there that hates Israel, that many people that live in our country hates Israel. And what's sickening to me is we've got a border where we are not just allowing them to come in, we are welcoming them to come in with this kind of uh, vitriol and hatred toward Jewish people and toward the American way. And they're coming in here 
to destroy us, and we're allowing it to happen. Now, yeah. Alan, that's just as insane as these protests we're seeing. So, yeah. I mean, basically, here's where we're at. Hezbollah and Hamas has declared that America is their biggest enemy, even to include Israel. What they're doing in Israel, they're doing to draw America in so that they can get our military machinery there. And in their minds, they think they can defeat us. Yeah. Now, I'm going to make this statement. You help me with this. Go, according go to the word of God, according to the Bible, since 1948 and Israel becoming a nation officially on the globe again, since that day, there is a promise in the word of God, they'll never be defeated again. Once they're yeah. regathered into their land, they'll never be defeated again. The Abrahamic covenant's still in place. Mm -hmm. If we rise in support of Israel, then that means that our military will also not be defeated in this battle. Now, it also means that we are that much closer to the rapture of the church and the coming of Jesus Christ in the middle of the air. Than we've ever Pe been. Yes, yep. and people can deny it, people can doubt it, people can mock it. But let me mm -hmm. also say there's a warning in Scripture about mocking the return of Christ. There and it is. Peter writes it, and that's being done in this day, where people yes, are mocking those that believe in the rapture well, re of the church. replacement theology is a mock. It is a mockery. That's exactly yep. right, of those that hold to that doctrine of the catching away of the church. And I got to just say, I just, listen, Alan, never before. Has it been truer than when we began this podcast, however long ago? I don't know how many episodes we've done to this point, but we started early. Something. How many? 400 and something. 400 and some episodes we've done. And we started, I think, probably on the first one saying this. It's a whole lot later than we think. It is. It most certainly is a whole lot later than we think. Well, Jeff, we're looking at a situation in Israel that we know that Israel's going to be surrounded by, and they'll all be enemies all the way around all of our borders. That's Bible. Yep. We also know in Revelation chapter 6, there's going to be a white horse, the first horse, white horse rider, which will be the Antichrist, which will come in there with Jerusalem. Yes. And it's a, you know, the Jews are going to accept a false leader. Yes, they will. A false messiah, if you will. And it looks like to me that that white horse rider, the fault, the Antichrist, will come in there in Jerusalem and sign a peace treaty. Yeah, that's right. He's going to look like a savior, saving Israel, saving everybody around there. He's probably going to be, I mean, truthfully, Jeff, he'll be coming out of like a Hamas or some group, Islamic group. I Truth totally is, agree. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be probably coming out of one of those groups, and he's going to sign a peace treaty. The Jews are going to think he's the greatest thing since peanut butter. That's he's right. He's going to do signs and wonders. So therefore, so we're I know Israel's protecting itself and protecting its borders from these enemies, and the Bible says this will happen. But the part that us Christians know in the understanding of the book of Revelation and also the book of Daniel, what's going to happen is Israel's maybe going to defend its borders, and we're all for that. But the biggest problem we have before us is them accepting the Antichrist. Yes. Thinking it's the Messiah, which is really going to be the, the Messiah of Islam. Yes, they call that's it right. a, their motto. They're looking for their yeah. motto. They're looking for a second coming of Muhammad. Or some believe it's Muhammad. Some believe it's somebody that's greater than Muhammad. But nonetheless, we see this white horse rider coming in. Israel, Islam, everybody's going to accept this guy. 
because he's going to be the Antichrist. And then, so we're still, even though they managed to secure their borders, Jeff, we have a greater problem that I think you and I need to start pointing our finger at. Now, listen, all right, we're going to help them secure their borders, but we got a greater problem. And it's the spiritual problem of a false Messiah coming in. That's the next thing I think will be on the scene, Jeff. Absolutely. I do too. uh, So I think we need to start pointing that out a little bit, that they might secure their borders, but they're going to be taken over from within by the spirit of an Antichrist. Now, let me say this. We're the United States, I believe, is being taken over from within by the spirit of an Antichrist. There's absolutely no doubt. So goes Israel. So goes the United States. That's exactly right. So we don't need to point our fingers and say, if that's happening over there, because we know what happens over there, we're persuaded it's going to happen here. It absolutely will. And just look around. We can see yep. that it's happening here, Jeff. It's that's the exactly right. The Antichrist the is line, upon us. That's right. The bottom line is, is we are seeing the reflections of the satanic trinity unfold on the earth. And false prophets are rising. And the Antichrist is on the rise. I think in upcoming podcasts, we need to turn some attention to Syria and what's mm-hmm. going on there, and the leader in Syria, I think he draws mm-hmm. attention. And it couldn't be said no plainer than the way you laid it out. And mm-hmm. I'm in absolute and total agreement with everything you just said, and I hope people will listen, especially to the way you laid that out concerning where we are in the end times. Yes. And the effect yeah. that's going to have on America is that the spirit of the Antichrist is rising. And I also must say the only weapon of our warfare, it is not carnal, but it's That's mighty right. through the pulling down of strongholds. And that weapon is prayer and intercession. Mm-hmm. And people need to be called to prayer and intercession. That's why we have an attack from Satan against our weapon. It is the greatest weapon that we hold. I've been a recipient of that weapon during this surgery. And because of the prayers of God's people, miraculous absolute miraculous recovery has been granted by the Father in heaven. And I know that prayer works, and prayer can also, I believe, turn the tide in the greatest battle we've ever faced in the history of the world. That's what we've got to be about. That's right. Okay, buddy, we better wrap it up there today. Let's pick it up again here tomorrow. Let's start putting some emphasis on not only Israel's physical borders, but Israel's spiritual borders and the spirit of the Antichrist coming in and invading the country. Okay, buddy, we'll pick it up again tomorrow. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowan Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.